Live Smackdown. Podcast from the shadows. It's Blake. Doing the damn thing. WWA. What's good, everybody? Uh, Smackdown Live was last night. Fun show. I thought it was... Uh, well, the, the consensus on the internet is that it was better than Raw, but it wasn't too... Wasn't leaps and bounds ahead uh, of Raw. I thought it was a good show altogether. I wasn't mad at anything, really. You know, it was... It was a, it was just enough stuff to you know get the two hours out the way and I don't mean that like it it didn't feel like a chore or anything like that to watch last night so you know the critics are gonna be critical I guess but uh, open up the show WWE champion and Kevin Owens well really it was Kevin Owens uh, Kofi comes out set up the one on one match you know they definitely had some words for each other on microphone very very spicy stuff. And um, ultimately, the big part of this all for me was Kofi picking up the, well, excuse me, Kevin Owens and Kofi having the match. Of course, Kofi, well, I don't say of course, but Kofi picked up the victory, but it was after Kevin Owens put on a clinic of just what to do when you're on offense. And he was, he was going in, man, a lot of great spots. Uh, what was it? Uh, the Swanton bomb that he did, I think, was one of the best Swanton bombs I've seen in a while since Jeff Hardy. I haven't seen anyone else uh, pull something like that and just look so graceful doing it. Small things, power moves, and stuff like that. Like I would just have small things. I would have added. Like if you're gonna toss Kofi into the corner at that le- amount of strength to where Kofi's gonna sell it by falling like that then you would want to fall onto your uh, stomach or whatever when you're doing the toss into the turnbuckle. But that's that's light stuff. It, it all in, and, I, and then he went for the, uh, the cannonball. So this is just like, you know, the sequence of moves that I would have, I guess, liked to see. But it really doesn't matter. It's just one small thing, and that does not define at all uh, the level that Kevin Owens was out there entertaining us on it was really really good stuff i enjoyed the match kofi uh picked up the victory with uh the trouble in paradise that kick was it's getting better as we go along and the way they're uh going into the move now just setting it up it's definitely uh good stuff this time around i think we've seen it one other time but to see ko go ahead and go again you know hit the ropes and come back and then just the the slingshot effect of the whiplash or however we want to call it it was good because as soon as he came off the ropes bam there was the kick kofi was there for it ko was ready for it and it was an awesome match so take nothing away from ko in uh in the match at all i actually had a feeling that uh, you know just with, with with the way the story was being told there's a chance that kofi could have lost and i think that is what the main focal point was supposed to be you know kevin owens is definitely a respected character a high level main event caliber uh superstar and you know in due time i'm sure we will all see him uh be showcased that much more whether it be you know, the KO show or being in ring doing this thing. So shouts to both of them for that. You know, Kofi, of course, being champion. I said it yesterday during the Raw recap and review. Right now, the WWE Championship is uh, looking very strong. I would almost say as strong as it's looked in a while. But we just uh, came off the heels of a very lengthy 
AJ Styles uh, championship run. And Daniel Bryan was no slouch with the championship either. But right now, I think just, you know, it's a, it's a level of intrigue in the championship. Kofi has won a lot of matches. And, uh, you know, he's he's on top of his game, you know. And people are really, really responding to it with, uh, <laughs> hey, with the power of positivity, you know. So, um yeah, shouts to them. It was good stuff. I enjoyed the opening match on SmackDown Live. Uh, next up, the SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions, Rowan and the new Daniel Bryan, came out to the ring, had some words for the crowd, like always, good stuff. I'm not mad at it at all. You know, I've been harping on this for some months now. The Tag Team Division on SmackDown, along with Raw 2, uh, it, it, you know, it's... It's rebuilding itself. So with everything, wild cards and uh, all kinds of shakeups and stuff like that, uh, put to the side, one thing definitely rings clear and true. Daniel Bryan is ready to save a division. And I am on board with him. I want to see I want to see DB save everybody. I want to see him do his thing and, you know, make us all very happy to see the tag team division flourish again you know so these guys are uh calling the tag team division a joke and you know trying to call it what it is so that the wwe universe understands exactly how they feel about them and well about the w excuse me about the tag team division and uh heavy machinery otis and tucker have taken some sort of uh small offense to it who can beat those two who are gonna come through and be the guys too be, will try to take on the tag team champions and it turns out to be Otis and Tucker like I said so they're uh hey you know you get the ball rolling somehow right I think um it's good stuff but they came out you know it was on microphone pretty much said what they needed to say about you know being willing to take the challenge and you know, take the championships, and they they're willing to do it in the moment. But because the tag team champions, the tag team champions, they do it on their time. And because Oklahoma apparently uh, takes part in fracking, so it ain't no fracking way that Daniel Bryan and Rowan was gonna be competing for their tag team championships in a fracking city like Tulsa. In Oklahoma, I thought it was pretty funny. You know, it's it's kind of real stats, you know, about you know fracking and causing earthquakes. Funniest part of the segment was uh, the Tulsa crowd going crazy for earthquakes. It was hilarious. I can't remember where else they were now. Dave Ryan was somewhere. It wasn't in his hometown, but they definitely maybe it was Seattle. But they were screaming out that uh, they wanted all of the nonsense that Daniel Bryan was speaking down against. I don't know. I don't think it might. Have, I don't think it was Seattle. But um, either way, it was it was good stuff. And to engage these types of reactions from the crowd is always, always, always comical. So I really enjoyed seeing it all take place like that. And um, hey, the heavy machinery taking on. The the planet's tag team champions. Well, that's actually really good, huh? Because of fracking. Wow. How about that? 
Well, we've. I, I like it. There you go. I had to think about. You know, wait. Does that even make sense? But it definitely does. And this could be. This is not. Could be. This is a really, really big opportunity for Otis and Tucker to take on two solidified veterans in Rowan and the new Daniel Bryan. Rowan has been a completely new animal out there in the ring these past couple of times we've seen him. And we all know Daniel Bryan is a, is a specialist. So we're going to get the, the comedy elements clearly from Otis. And we're going to get to see uh, just how Tucker is able to, uh, you know, follow that i'm i'm still a little i'm just looking at the dynamic between those two and i don't i don't want any one tag team member to outshadow the next like daniel bryan and rowan are perfect complements to each other and you can see it even with the way daniel bryan still does his entrance that we all know and love now but with rowan added to that it really just makes it look that much cooler with the tag team championships and all that. And so it's just good. It's good. And I like it. So we'll see. I've got faith in Tucky. Let's uh let's let's hope for the best and you know, we'll see how it all plays out in the coming weeks. Alright, Mandy Rose took on Carmella. So the desire uh, took on the princess of Staten Island moonwalking trash talking and the match was brought to you by i believe it was uh, what sonic or golden crow might have been sonic but um either way uh they went at it sonya deville was flanked on the outside being a good friend apparently mandy rose is on the cover of muscle and fitness hers or something like that so awesome go pick up that issue and um yeah she's tossing them around definitely was a it was a good match i i'm seeing both of them you know just improving on their fundamentals so i don't have anything that i would personally complain about or even suggest you know sonya deville got involved interrupted well you know not it's feared but uh distracted carmella and that was what gave mandy rose the opening for the roll-up pin victory not bad not bad. Women's division is uh, showcased on WWE television, so y'all know I'm definitely not complaining at all. I'm very happy uh, to see, you know, the them out there doing their thing or the ones given the opportunities to do their thing. So good stuff, good matchup, and it, uh, you know, this this little brood and rivalry between Carmella and uh, Mandy Rose is you know, it's, it's a little interesting. Might be able to see what's going on, and we already know we've got. Uh, a feud or rivalry in the oven with Sonya Deville and uh, La Muñeca, Selena Vega. But we'll just see how, uh, you know, all of these things continue to, you know, grow. And we'll just, we'll just wait for it. You know, just be patient and see how, um, see how these, these ladies are able to really make the women's division of 2019 that much more awesome. All right. I don't even know where to start. The best in the world. Now, I'm not about to sit here and do this all day and night, even though I probably could. But Shane McMahon had an appreciation night. I know that Drew McIntyre uh, had something to do with a Braun, excuse me, a Baron Corbin appreciation night or something like that, was it? 
was it Drew McIntyre appreciation night or, or something? Yeah, it was Drew McIntyre appreciation night months ago on Raw. Uh, Dolph Ziggler was upset that he wasn't involved in it, but uh, he def- Drew got a beautiful medal. <laughs> it was silly. So now we've revamped that storyline and uh, it's Shane McMahon appreciation night on SmackDown Live. So he comes on now with Drew and Elias and, you know, he's got his little gang with him. He's happy to be out there. He responded. Thank you, Bailey, for, for, for you know, for listening to the podcast and telling Shane how we how, how the WWE universe felt about him. And thank you, Shane, for just reinforcing, uh, I think, the point that I've been kind of making in a way. Maybe not, but it definitely is. A, I could agree with it, and that's mainly what I'm getting at. Shane loves doing what he's doing. Shane loves to go out there and compete in front of the WWE universe. Shane never wanted to seem like the spoiled daddy's boy, the spoiled rich kid that always got what he wanted. No, he could always utilize, you know, like he he could always go to that, you know, use that tool in the toolbox, but he's chosen to not do that because He's Shane McMahon. He's the best in the world. And he may be best in the world because he was born that way. But, you know, unused potential is wasted potential. So Shane is out there and he's always shown us exactly what he's capable of. Just showing us how good he really is and how much, how willing he is, how fearless he is to just throw caution to the wind. And that's something that is truly inspirational. I think all of us can agree on that. You know, put take your take your sports entertainment frames off and put your human being frames on for a second. Shane McMahon is an inspiration. And right now, some people would say Shane isn't the best incarnation of Shane. I think Shane is doing an excellent job. I think He's a heel, and he's, like, more mature now. We know he took his hiatus from the company just to prove something to Mr. McMahon. And, hey, it you know, I could imagine how hard that job is to be the son of a billionaire genius. <laughs> you know? So, like, how do you follow that up? You know? And Shane was able to really get success for himself. So, all in all, him out there and really telling the WWE Universe, hey, look, I'm doing this because I love it. You know, I really respect that. And it's it, man, let him live. So with that, Shane McMahon, we appreciate you, man. Real, real talk. I don't think I need to say it a million times. I think it's already been made very clear from even when Sasha was, you know, uh, listening to the podcast and shouts to Sasha. <laughs> I'm going to throw one out with the Usos block party real fast. Tamina and Naomi was right there. Now, hold up. You telling me Sasha Banks couldn't be a wild card and pull up for the team bad reunion? Come on, Sasha. Where you at, son? It's all right, though, because we off that. Let's let's continue on. Shane McMahon throws to one of the most well-put-together video packages I've seen. I've seen a video package like this a long time ago. And, uh, well, when he first came back, it was the make himself, make myself a king one with the track in the background, something like that. But it was, it was good. It was really good. So they, uh, you know, took a couple of highlights from that video and made a brand new one. And with the new music and all of that, and just him being the best in the world now and 
it was just so well put together. And I mean, yeah, of course, he's the boss's son. So it's what we've come to expect. But at the same exact time, let's not take anything away from Shane McMahon, who's put himself through the hell and back in order to keep us all entertained. You know, my first my first what I think it was my first WrestleMania back. Maybe the second WrestleMania back to watching WWE television. Shane McMahon jumped off of that hell in the cell. And I, you know, this, <laughs> you know, some things never change. So, uh, you know, awesome video package. Shano is the man. And the, 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 the proceedings were interrupted by our truth, the 24 7 champion. And he had to, um, well, he, he was, I guess, on the run from Drake Maverick. So Drake Maverick uh, gets in the ring. All of these guys interrupt, again, the appreciation night, which was kind of, you know, kind of disrespectful. Shaming Man wasn't feeling it. Archie picked up the victory on Drake Maverick. That's what's up. And, uh, well, so he retained his 24-7 championship. But then... You know, Shane wasn't feeling it. This is after he was already riled up, you know, talking about Roman and, you know, giving his heartfelt, you know, feelings toward uh, just being, show, being, you know, showcased on the main roster and such like that. So, uh, you know, he's already riled up. He's already a little pissed off. And here comes R-Truth with Drake Maverick, you know, and the 24-7 championship shenanigans. Hilarious. Good stuff. I'm not mad at it at all, for real. And, um... You know, Shane wasn't feeling it, and Shane, you know, put their hands to R-Truth, then had Elias and uh, Drew put their hands to him. They got to work on a little bit of their communication. Very, very small, small notice, but again, this is somewhat of an expert analysis. So, you know, real small, but just get they, get they you know, they sync up a little more uh, synchronized, and they're going to be a force to reckon with. So, all in all, huge beat up on our truth, the 24-7 champion. And this led to what was it? The drift away and then the Claymore. And Elias went for the pin. So our new 24-7 champion is Elias. So how cool is that? And uh you know, since Shane was already in now a festive mood. He set up the tag team match for later on with Drew McIntyre and Elias taking on the team of R-Truth and the big dog, Roman Reigns. So, okay. And the 24-7 rules were suspended until the end of the match. Let's make sure we get that across because you know the best in the world has to exercise its privilege just to make sure it doesn't atrophy. So, 24-7 rules was canceled, postponed, however you want to word it in the moment. That was fine. People were a little upset, but he's the boss's son, so shut the and deal with it. It was funny, you know, just to, you know, see Shane be able to flex like that. Uh, just jokes aside. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good segment all in all. Shane was able to get hit on a lot of elements of his character. We got to see uh, two finishing maneuvers and some 24-7 shenanigans. Rumblings from the internet I've heard regarding this is that they hope, and they're sincerely hoping, that we don't get the uh, the cop-out. Like, they're trying to, 
like they're saying the WWE is going to run to the 24-7 uh, segment because they don't know, well, it'll be a way to get out of segments because they don't know how to just end segments, so I don't know, I actually have a little bit more faith in WWE than that, but I do like having the championship, you know, put on display like this, and there was some form of order, they actually made their way, they made its way back to the ring, and we saw a successful defense and title change, so why not? It's good stuff. It was really good stuff. I'm not mad at it at all. I was actually highly impressed. So, um, with that, oh, come on, give me a second, ladies and gentlemen. Dealing with a couple of not as nasties, but it's pretty nasty outside right now. So, uh, what was it? So, yes, that was the Shane McMahon segment. Good stuff. Uh, I'm not mad at all. Shouts to Shane McMahon Appreciation Night, even though it was halfway ruined. But we did get to see an awesome title change, so there was a light at the end of that tunnel. All right, we've got Lacey Evans, we've got Charlotte, and we've got a backstage interview with both of these ladies sipping the tea. Oh, we the McMahon the McMahon twins was 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 all in cahoots. You know, and they were cohorts and really, you know, playing that part up for a little bit. And I enjoyed it. I was very happy to see it. You know, I've been, I've really been enjoying these, you know, just, just those two in general. They're fun. And it was, it was, it was nice. And they talk, they talk and they, they seem like sisters, man. I don't care, but fuck it. Charlotte turned on Lacey Evans. I mean, they weren't really a team yet, but Charlotte turned on Lacey Evans. God damn it, Vince. Ooh, I wanted to see that. <laughs> we got Women's Tag Team Championships and, and a team right there, just right for the picking. But hey, the patented McMahon slow burn has never, ever been proven to be a mess up. So I'm going to trust that we will get to see the lady and the queen. Uh, team up and roll around with them championships when it really, really, really matters and it counts for something more so than just a not throwaway segment on SmackDown. But hey, you know, it's not one that, you know, we got other things that we're focusing on right now with Saudi Mania 3, uh, you know, looming, what, a week from Friday streaming live on the WWE Network? So, uh, and I mean, we've got a million AKAs for uh, Super Showdown. So I'll just say this and not try to joke around too much. I do like that WWE is using the Super Showdown brand and, you know, really making it like the, it's like if NXT is a touring brand and we're on SmackDown, clearly 205 a touring brand. And this is, this is like the, these are the television shows. Why can't we have a touring pay-per-view at this level like this is because super showdown was it's really big it was one of those first ever well in a while or something like that when they went to melbourne last year and you know now they're taking it over to Jeddah. so it's uh it, it, it's good stuff there's a it, it just has a good feel to it i mean just in the name of the sports entertainment spectacle that is world wrestling entertainment and that is all well barely in 
<laughs> Lacey Evans went at it. Sorry about that. I got a little carried away with the uh, <laughs> with the Saudi excuse with the Saudi mania talk. But um, you know, it's just an exciting show to get into. But all in all, uh, Bailey Lacey Evans one on one wild card. Not bad, not bad at all. Good match from both. They both were at it. Bailey is being that much more aggressive. She has a little bit more of that killer's instinct. She is not taking any S from anybody. And you could see it in her fight language. I respect it. I'm enjoying it. Of course, you know, outside of storyline, we want the superstars to keep each other safe. They're putting each other's lives in each other's hands. And this is what it's all about. So in respect to that, you know, it's not bad. And it, it, it you know, but to, to have it so safe and quote scripted, Bailey looked very real out there getting it going. And of course, Lacey Evans is uh, you know, progressing and maturing in the ring, so she's good. It was the little elbow drop from outside the ropes. We all know, we all saw it, but at the end of the day, guess what? I know that it's just one time. It's not like Lacey Evans is gonna mess that move up again. I'm pretty sure she doesn't want to. So when she uh, gets back in the ring again, I'm pretty sure we're gonna see it and it's gonna be awesome. Another thing we haven't seen from Lacey is that moonsault, which is just fine. Keep that in the chamber. I ain't mad at all when you let that loose. Woo, the crowd is gonna love it. And speaking of woo, damn it. I done said it before, I'll say it again. But hold on. Charlotte, well, let's not do it. Let's do it. Let's just do this right way. Charlotte was almost distracting Bailey. Bailey was halfway distracted by Charlotte. But because Bailey is a little more aggressive, she was kind of goading Charlotte into it. And, um, but, you know, I guess with all of the, all of the shenanigans taking place at the same time, there's confusion. I think uh, Lacey went for a roll-up on Bailey, but Bailey kicks out and gets a roll-up on Lacey. And then hit the bridge to keep the legs down for leverage and momentum. Woo! Go ahead, Bailey. We love you, girl. You're doing your ting. And we're so, so proud to see the SmackDown Women's Championship continuing to build, you know, the prestige in the way that it's building it. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm enjoying this stuff. And it's uh, just, it, it, it's be, and we're not even trying to call it compelling. Because the storylines are going from week to week. They are building from week to week. And ultimately, what we're getting to see is others, all the superstars get to really show, the, you know, what they're good at. You know, so whatever. All in all, Bailey picks up the victory. Shouts to her. Lacey did not look weak at all until Charlotte turned on her and I am pissed. Hey, Bailey, tell everybody that... If I'm speaking for a part of the WWE Universe, then we got to say a part of the WWE Universe was pissed off about that. You know, they wasn't feeling that. They were pretty mad. They wanted to see the McMahon twins continue. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's just me uh, putting another suggestion in the suggestion box. They do not have to be listened to. I don't even think they are. But, um, and, it, and it's literally just fine. It, I'm one opinion of many stars in the WWE universe. So, with that, uh, shouts to Bailey for the win. Shouts to the Queen for claiming her spot still. Charizard strikes again. And um, 
Yeah. Oh, good segment. Good segment. So let's. What's next? All right. Roman Reigns. Our truth. Elias. Drew McIntyre. Main event. SmackDown Live. Very fun. Good match. Shane O'Mac is looming on the outsides, just as Brock Lesnar was looming somewhere around. Even though they didn't, just, they didn't need to bring it up because I know Kofi was thinking about it the whole night. You know. Oh, let's run it all back one time. Kevin Owens claims that he was not the one to take out Big E. Could it have been Alistair Black? No, because Alistair Black claims that he's waiting for somebody to pick a fight with him. So, couldn't be that. Could it have been Bray Wyatt? We don't know. He's at the Firefly Funhouse. And what? Where the hell is that at? Nobody knows where the Firefly Funhouse is. Is it in Tulsa, Oklahoma? Is it a traveling thing? Is it somewhere in the back of the production truck? I don't know, but I don't think that... You know, well, Kevin Owens doesn't want us to think it was him. So the mystery continues. Apparently, it was Brock Lesnar that uh, strung Sami Zayn up back at Money in the Bank during, what was it, the kickoff? Was that the kickoff? Somewhere close to it during the kickoff, after the kickoff, during the show, whatever. But they say that was Brock Lesnar. So now, who, 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 who's the one that took out Big E? Oh, no. Oh, no. Kevin Owens saying it ain't him. The time will tell. We'll find out. I'm not really... uh you know, worried about it. But all in all, in the main event with R-Truth and Roman Reigns, Shano flanking outside the ring with Drew McIntyre and Elias. And, you know, you can see him darting and weaving about, just staying out of the way. So, not bad. Not bad at all. Good stuff from Shano to, you know, just be on, you know, in that space to, you know, be on camera, but just show his swiftness. And, you know, just be Shane O'Mac. Whatever. Good matchup. They went at it for a little while. And um, let me a second to remember how this match ended. I believe they picked up the victory off a of spear. Excuse me. Because the big part of the match, which, of course, we appreciate the, you know, main event being the main event. But the people were sent home happy in so many tenses. Well, at least before 205 Live. The show went off the air on a good note because... Uh, Roman Reigns speared Elias for his second time and had R-Truth go and pin him, which got him the uh, 24-7 championship back once again based on Shane's rule set. So, I uh, I understand how that goes, and, you know, it's uh, good stuff. It was a good way to uh, close out the show. R-Truth now a, a two-time, uh, excuse me, uh, 24-7 champion. And the, the belt is, you know, becoming entertaining. Now, I think right now it's walking on a, a little bit of a, not thin line, but it's, the, you know, the people are interested to see what's going to be, you know. I'm, I'm going to give it maybe two more weeks, and then I will start to maybe add suggestions of what I might do or what I would like to see as you know, an onlooker in the WWE universe, but for right now, I think right now the way it's going is good, I'm not mad at it at all, so that was SmackDown Live, it was a fun show, like I said, it flowed by, wasn't bad at all, 205 Live, same teams, now hold up, because you know 205 Live, we've had a lot of things going on, we got Only Lurkin and uh, and Davari starting to have a little bit of a problem with one another, why, what's going on, Only Lurkin is, uh, well, excuse me, Davari's mad because Only Lurkin gave him six stitches in the ear. Whew. 
gosh. So get well, Devari. We know you're gonna be just fine. Devari De Niro is gonna be great, and Oni Lorcan is, you know, hey, he's somebody. He's actually, uh, he's stand up. That's the feeling that he's always given off since he's been there. You know, it was a little weird with uh, him and Cedric Alexander. He could flip at any moment, clearly, over uh, his jacket. But I, since since everybody's gotten all of that out of the way and everything has been, you know, made very clear, um, I think, again, Oni Lurkin is a very stand-up individual, very respectable in-ring competitor. Like, you just get the feel. That's just the, the it, it's exuding off of him. Like, you know, I respect this guy. And that's good. And then he can, he throws down in the ring. So, good stuff. Now, what was that opening match for uh, 205 Live? We had an excellent main event and a, a pretty funny match midway through. But um, the opening matchup was... So the opening matchup, I believe, was Jack, well, Gentleman Jack Gallagher and Umberto Carrillo uh, going at it one-on-one. Was that, the, was that the first matchup? Or was it Tozawa and Canellas? Either way, hey, Tozawa and Canellas, good stuff. Canellas actually picked up a victory. Not bad at all. I, oh, wait, no, not Tozawa and Canellas. It was uh, the Brian Kendrick and Canellas. Good stuff. Uh, Canellas picked up the victory. It was a clean victory, which matters. He didn't need to use his girl, well, you know, his wife, the first lady. She was definitely holding him down on the side, you know, being there to support her man. Excellent commentary. Hilarious stuff. The power of love prevailed, though. So, Nigel McGinnis wins that commentary bout. And, um... Yeah, shouts to Mike Canellas. He's doing his thing, and I'm glad to see him pick up a victory like that. So we're gonna see it. We're gonna continue to see how he uh, progresses throughout the uh, months, you know, incoming. And you know, not bad. Uh, Noam Dar took on a local competitor. I just gonna call him local competitor because I don't care to remember his name I think it was uh, did he have a did he have a good showing of offense if he had a good showing of offense then I'd uh, I'd say uh, I'm trying to think about it yeah, whatever I think his name was Mike Karma Noam Dar apparently a heel now uh, Supernova 11 is what he wants to be called. Okay, Supernova. You go ahead and do your thing. He had a cool little match. Beat up on the, the local talent. Picked up the victory. Good stuff. Not bad. It's, you know, exactly what we figured we'd see from Noam Daw. Called, you know, use the word dafty. I guess that's pretty funny. And, um, he's, he's, he's a little bit of a troll. Just a little bit. Just a little bit of a troll. Not not bad. It's not bad. It's just it's, it it still needs that tweaking. And it's gonna we're gonna we're gonna see it. It's gonna it's gonna be tweaked and he's gonna continue to grow. I actually have faith in Noam Dar of all people. He had an excellent match with Tony Nice, and it, now Tony Nice is the cruiserweight champion. Noam Dar took the cruiserweight champion now to the limit then. I know Tony Nice has totally evolved since. But let's not take away from Noam Dog because he's another one of the guys that have been around for a while now. So 
Um, it was a good, good, good midway on uh, the show match. And leading into the main event, I believe it was Gentleman Jack taking on uh, Umberto Carrillo. So it was a, it was a fun match. It was a nice story that these guys were telling. It was the, a game of one-upsmanship. It was who was stronger, who was faster. We saw a lot of. Uh, a lot of new offense to say, for a new offense from Umberto to say to Gentleman Jack, hey, bro, I can keep up with you just as good. So I'm not mad. I'm really not mad at all. I, I'm, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was good. And I enjoyed 205 Live all in all. So with all of that, shout out to everybody bringing the podcast each week. Uh, thank you, WWE, for giving us another great uh, week of just sports entertainment in general. It's Blake. I will catch you guys next time. Peace out and one love.